We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat 196 in Game 7, it is official. The Golden State Warriors are playing the Boston Celtics in the finals. Stephen A. Smith, Sam Sandiari, Andy Liu, all heartbroken. We do not get tripped to Miami. But with that said, I think it's a good series. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is the, uh, the toughest possible matchup coming out of the East. I think pretty much when the postseason began, if, if you look at the team, barring health, right? So um, it, it wasn't going to be an easy matchup, regardless of, I think, who you were going to play, Sam. But I, I think Boston was the better team. I think they've been the best team. So that's, that's as good as it gets, I think. And it's also cool to see a different team. The Warriors play a different team. I feel like we saw Cleveland every year, you know, and, and then that Toronto series was a little bit iffy. So this time, uh, it's pretty cool to see a brand new team. And this team's a young team, too. Uh, Tatum and Jalen Brown, like their best players are super young. So it feels like the Warriors, they're, they're the old vets, right? They're the Spurs going up against the uh, the Thunder or something. In, in the <laughs> like, like It's something like that. Um, so I, like, I, like the, I like that analogy. You are right. Like I got kind of tired of dealing with Cleveland. And, you know, Toronto, I never really felt like the Warriors were in a series against Toronto. I felt like the Warriors were in a series against, series against themselves. <laughs> they're li- like, that was and their ligaments a- is what they were playing against. And drama. There was. Do, do you remember everything around that series? Katie yeah. leaving, go yeah. like. I, I. It's just. It. It was a different thing. Um. I want to give a shout out to the Heat. Uh. Not the prettiest series, but like I personally enjoy that kind of basketball. I was gonna be happy with either team coming out. I feel like of the final four, three of the final four all played like a similar-ish brand of team basketball. Obviously, strengths and weaknesses. Uh, Warriors, in my opinion, just significantly better offensively than um, the Celtics in the Heat. But like all three of them were kind of pure team basketball plays. Um, and I think that's kind of a fun thing to see, like getting away from kind of the heliocentric, like Warriors versus LeBron, where he's just dribbling at the top of the key or like, um, uh, well, that's, that's kind of, <laughs> but like James Harden and like that sort of thing. Like, the Celtics, it, it really is kind of more of a, you know, and, and it's not like Tatum and Brown don't go one-on-one, but it's like they are a team more so than some yep. of the teams Warriors have played. Yep, and I think we saw, I mean, I, weaknesses of that, I think we saw with Miami. Uh, I think they tried to t- play team basketball. They just didn't have enough talent, it felt like. I, I, I don't right. know if I was... I, I just, Shout out Max Struess and Gabe Vincent, my guys, though. Ooh, that Struess three was massive. That Struess three getting taken away, also massive. So I'm not – I don't know what type of rule that is, but didn't seem – some some foul play by Adam Silva over there, huh? Um, but I, the more I watch this Boston team, I think we'll get to matchups. I think my big takeaway from this series is uh, I'm not impressed by Boston. I think the the theory, the the ideal of Boston on paper is a lot better than when you actually watch them play basketball. Uh, I, I just, I don't think that they're going to be good enough to beat the Warriors, but I mean, things could change. I just, I just don't, I'm not impressed, Sam. 
that's, that's all I can say about watching watching this Boston team. I feel like they should be a lot better than than I think uh, they look all the time. So I'm I'm 50-50 with you. On the one hand, Boston's defense does legitimately worry me. I think they're better defensively than anyone of the worst played in the West. I thought Memphis was good defensively, and that's part of the reason I thought they were the toughest team uh, the Warriors could potentially face in the West. Um, at Boston is just better defensively than them. They're more versatile. They can switch everything. Uh, every player on in their rotation, minus Peyton Pritchard, who's not really the most important player to them either, um, can guard like four positions. I think they can muck up the Warriors' offense more Agreed. than the teams that the Warriors have faced in the West can. But there's the other side of the ball, and I do agree with you there. Like, Boston just doesn't generate easy offense. They don't really it's, have a point guard. It's like – it's a lot of hero ball. It's a lot of is Jason Tatum going to hit bailout shots? Is is Jalen Brown going to go nuts? Yeah, I, I'm with you. Now, back to the defense real quickly. Another another thing I thought about, too, just kind of before we put it was I don't know if they've played anyone even close to the Warriors so far. I'm with you. Um, they're going to muck up the Warriors. The Warriors are going to have a couple games where they turn the ball over 18 times. We already know that's coming regardless of who they play. So it be a little bit similar to, to Memphis a little bit. But I also think that, you know, they, they played that Brooklyn team, which was a mess, right? And, and they sent hard doubles at KD Gee. and kind of just – Right. Team is a, team is a generous word for Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then just a bunch of just a bunch of artists perfecting their craft over there. God, yeah, that team, team is a joke. <laughs> um, so I mean, they swept them a close four game series. I think closest ever. Then they play a Milwaukee team without Chris Middleton. I think we can all agree if Middleton plays and he's healthy, they win that series. Again, this is not to say that Boston deserved to be there. But then that, and then then finally they play Miami, who essentially has no offense. Right, it's kind of similar to Milwaukee. They have one guy. I do think it's, uh, you know, Giannis might have had a better series than Jimmy Butler, just in general. I'll throw that uh, Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler was bad for three straight games, mm-hmm. right, from from two to two, three, and four, right? And and I think recency bias, people are like, oh, he should win the finals MVP for the East. I'm like, nah, he played well for half the series. Like, what are we, what are we talking about here? Um, I just don't think Boston's seen anything like the Warriors, but uh, I, I, that's the big thing defensively. I think they're kind of uh, known, I think, as this all-time elite defense now, uh, let's see it first. And then also the other thing is they're exhausted, even for a team that's that's this young. Sam, it looked like they were on fumes the last 12 minutes. Just makes sense. They're playing back-to-back seven-game series. If this Warrior series goes the distance, like that's another that's another thing. So I think altogether you're you're relatively optimistic if you're a Warriors fan after after watching tonight. Yeah, particularly Miami forcing at seven. I thought Boston was closing yeah. Friday. I thought Boston was going to close in six. They were going to get, you know, one day less break, but basically the same amount of break as the Warriors. The fact they had to go to Miami and fight 48 minutes and get to here. Um, they are younger. In general, younger players are, you know, respond quicker. But game one is looking pretty for the taking for the Warriors, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Boston's coming out of – if we took anything from the Warriors' first three rounds – I think I think the Warriors gonna come out with a lot of aggression on this one. Potentially um, a lot of Jordan Poole, a lot of Steph kind of attacking them immediately. Make sure you take care of business in Game One, type of thing. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. Um, and that's why that's why you take care of business early. I think the Warriors. That's why they were, that's why they didn't want to go back to Memphis. That's why they. I I don't think the Warriors messed around. I think people are like, oh. They play an extra game. They shouldn't have won. It's like you don't you don't just sweep the Mavs. You don't just sweep a team in the conference finals. Uh, that's not what happens. I think they did their best to pretty much make life easy for themselves. Now they're going to also get back, you would think, at least Otto Porter and GP2. So those guys are going to be back for game one of the NBA finals. I think this sets up nice, like you said, uh, to win the first one. And then if you win the second one, you're up 2-0 in the, in the NBA. Like, what, you know, that, that's – it's not a done series, but that's it sets up perfectly. And the Warriors and the, and they start at home, and that's the other thing too. Uh, Fifty three wins <laughs> the regular season gets you home court, and the NBA Finals is pretty well, funny. And the, but the Warriors the thing, get that. You know, Boston won fifty one, Dallas won fifty two, and Miami won fifty three. Like they're all kind of around the same level, you know. And there's different reasons for all of them. Like, we, we think the Warriors probably would have won more games if it wasn't for right. injuries. I'm sure Miami feels the same way. But it's like, that's just kind of how the field is this year, right? Yep. Um, 
I want to, uh, this was a question someone texted me. Do Jordan Poole, do you think this is a better or a worse matchup for him series-wise? Uh, I would say worse matchup for Jordan Poole. Um, I, I, we watched Max Drews tonight get picked on. Um, they were trying to pick on essentially Tyler Hill whenever he's on the floor. He was playing through injury, but I, w- I would expect something similar from Boston. Like if, if Jordan Poole is on the floor, that's the guy. Uh, that they go after, and and we saw. I mean, Jordan Poole is, is pretty bad defensively against Dallas throughout that. No, series. I mean he's he's the weakest link defensively of the the main seven or eight guys. Like I I don't think it's a hot take to say yeah he's worse defensively I, than than the Wiggins other, and the other problem Poole, though, and, and like Looney, you know. The problem is that he's going to have to be good offensively, and and I'm not sure that that's that you know if I if I were to be concerned, it's that. He got to pick on a Dallas defense, which was overrated. I think you and I talked about that when the series started. And, yes, they ended up being overrated. This Boston defense, so I don't know who he picks on, right? Robert Williams can't move, so maybe well, – so, But, but so, they may not play him. So, it's just – I don't know who he picks on offensively. Let me walk you through my theory here. So, Boston has as good a roster as possible to not have to send too many doubles at Steph. Like, they can switch most coverages, Right. Um, but they're they're still going to end up setting a second body and shading Steph for large portions of the game. Because they're so versatile defensively, you want Poole next to Steph just to have another dynamic guy who can get downhill. Um, but to play him, you have to be able to – you have to be okay with those two defensively. So that's my question for you. Is the Steph-Poole combo going to be playable for long stretches against the Celtics, or is that going to be – like, is that going to be the thing where Steve's like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can ride this that much because those guys will really attack it type of thing. Well, you I think, I think well, yes, yes. I think we were pretty close to pull out of that series against Memphis with the way that John Morant was, at least in crunch time. Right. So right. I think that's where we're going to go, uh, even though they were up two one when John was still playing, but I, I they have a weak spot. I mean, John Moran's atrocious. I mean, you talk about Jordan Poole defensively, Josh, just as bad. I'm with you. I think they still can play those two guys, right? Like you said, I, I don't well, know. Well, can't you, I mean, can't you, can't you hide Poole? I don't, hide's the wrong word, but like, honestly, if like Marcus Smart's going to go well, for Memphis, 20. Miami made that adjustment today, right? Marcus Smart, yeah. right? They basically yeah. said, hey, do, do whatever you want. Marcus Smart's, well, that was a terrible last few minutes by Boston. I mean, you will watch that type of stuff and you're just yeah. like, uh, in a close game, I think I think I think Steph is pulling out. I mean, the you, you do kind of have to you do kind of have to give Marcus Smart the Draymond defense. Like he's going to hit more shots, but like in general, if Marcus Smart's going to average twenty five on you, it's like all right, man, if you're going to do, yeah. you're gonna do it, you know, right. type right. of thing. Right. I also don't think uh, Miami had a good answer for for uh, Brown or Tatum, especially uh, Tatum. They don't. They're good defensively, but they're not. Like in a playoff series like that, their defense—they don't really have a guy like that. The Warriors now have one, right? They have, they have, uh, they have Andrew Wiggins. I think that can make. Yeah, right? So I think that's like that's a that's a decent matchup, especially Andrew. I think I think Luca's better than than Tatum, so I think it's going to be a little bit easier for Wiggins. Not that it's going to be necessarily easy. So I, I I don't know, just kind of going through the matchups. We'll get a longer podcast this week to kind of break it down, Sam. But I, I'm I'm relatively optimistic about this this matchup. Yeah, you bring up a good point. Like Miami could only get offense when they moved essentially Jimmy to the four, and they went with like Oladipo, Struess, Lowry, Gabe Vincent, like three guards, right? Right. right. But when they went three guards, they had guards guarding Jalen Brown and 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 um, Jason Tatum, and those guys are adept at kind of punishing smaller guards. So it is kind of you know Jordan Poole's more talented than those guys, just to be clear. But, like, it does kind of point to, like, yeah, the Warriors, it, it's going to be hard for them to play defense if they're playing two small guards, smaller guards for extended periods against Boston team, who will be wings across the board. They just are. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, other other thing I also do want to, just kind of thinking about it, I wonder how much Looney, Looney, Robert Williams, Grant Williams, the bigs, right? I wonder what happens. Does Looney get neutralized, right? Does... Because uh, because his whole thing in this postseason so far, ever since he's back in rotation, is the offensive rebounding and how he can switch on the defenders. So is he going to be the guy that's switching up onto Tatum and Brown? Those guys aren't necessarily like John Morant. They're not super quick to the bucket. They're more they're a little bit more similar to Luca a little bit, even though they can still get to the basket. They're more athletic. So so I'm wondering, does Robert Williams plays? He looks like he can't move. I think he's done. 
Sam, like I, he, he yeah, he's going to get three days to rehab, but it does it does feel like every game he's like being bandaged together yeah. to give him. He's 10 in and minutes. out of the lineup. He's a, he's a problem at the rim, I think, for the Warriors, who we all think you know threes, 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 but they they make their hay in the paint this postseason and really all the time. So if he doesn't play, that's a boon for the Warriors, right? So I, that that'll be interesting. Obviously, this could be this could be a sneaky, very important Otto Porter series because. Um, you just need extra shooters on the floor to just space Boston out. Like they're very long and very athletic and they can switch everything. So like having Otto next to Draymond, you know, obviously got to guard Otto 25 feet out a little more advantageous, but I kind of still feel like this is going to have a lot of loony because if the Warriors play Looney and Draymond together, they're going to force Boston into a bunch of jumpers and Boston as it is, has kind of a propensity to fall in love with jump shooting. So if you keep like Tatum and Brown away from attacking the basket, like all they do is just take jumpers. They don't have the ability to get easy offense. So I, the more I'm playing this in my head, and again, we're going to talk about this as the week goes on. This is initial reactions. You know, we got to do it for the light years community, the goons get something out there day one. Um, I think this will probably devolve into being more of kind of a defensive muck Mm. it up type of series kind of like how memphis was the final three games without jaw because without jaw well first off they don't have as much firepower as boston of course but like it's a very methodical approach type of team yeah i i thought jaw even though i think the warriors win that series same in six games even if he played I, i do think he was starting to like he was breaking down the Warriors defense in a way, especially in crunch time that I think Boston's not going to be able to like that. That's the difference to me is that I don't think if they are the Warriors, you're ever going to, you're ever going to say, uh, we just can't guard Boston. And I think you saw at certain times in that Memphis series, the first three games, you said, Oh shit, we just might not be able to guard him. Uh, if, if you're, if you're, if you're on the Warriors. So I don't think you're seeing that against this Boston team. Uh, which which is good, uh, but I think you're, the number one issue is is how much can the Warriors score against this Boston defense? Can they score? Like you said earlier, I think this is the probably the best way to start it off. Is do they instant? Do they come out and do they instantly double Steph? Because if they do, I think that's a good thing for the Warriors. I'm not sure if Boston does that though. Do they just say? All right, Marcus Smart, go out and you know try to injure him. Just switch it, switch it everything. You know, if they run, <laughs> or if that. they run the yeah, if they run a one four, you know, let uh let let Tatum switch onto and Marcus Smart, you get on Draymond that type of thing. You know, yeah. like they get like, I mean, they do have the personnel to do that as well as probably any team in the NBA at this stage. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, when I made the Memphis comp, I was talking about like the second Memphis team without Jaw. Like that stylistically, there's some similarities there. Yep. Um, any other X factors we should talk about in this series before Hmm. we move forward a little bit? Uh, if you want to go down the bench a little bit, I thought Grant Williams is like a sneaky, really good basketball player, even though he's, he's constantly whining, uh, to officials. Hey dude, you know, you know, coming out of the draft, he said his favorite players, Draymond Green. Did he Uh, really? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, he has a level of the like Draymond, like you got to watch it to understand all the subtle things he does. Yeah, and he yeah. also has a level of the Draymond can't stop talking to the refs in him too. Cannot stop, even though he's, yeah, right. So I, that's, that's interesting. Um, so I, but, but that, that'll be, I think a good one. Does GP2 play? That's another X factor. Cause I think he's the main guy that you play on, on Tatum and Brown, right. Um, immediately off the bench. Um, that will be interesting. Uh, any? Do you think Moody plays coming? Coming? No, that's not happening. So, do you think Moody plays? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That that's another question too. But I think if you get the bench guys back healthy, probably not. Yeah, the more I think about it, I mean, I do think Otto is a sneaky, highly important X factor of this series. Uh, not we know not he anymore. Get... He just he's not even sneaky anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, you're right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but like I think he's. This might be more of an auto than a loony series because mm, he yeah. can rebound the ball and and play defense inside for them, but he can space the floor and against a Boston team that's going to constrict everything. They might need that extra shooting out there. Um, that might be mine for sneaky X factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, 
I'm going to ask you this. Give me your first – give me your Sunday night prediction. I'm not going to hold you to this one. Um, give me your Sunday night predictions for the series, not just the number of, you know, games, awards. Give me, give me some predictions here. You know, what's cra- crazy is I think a week ago uh, I, I even almost thought, man, maybe, you know, Warriors make it. Maybe Boston does win that series. Maybe they do win that in seven games. Uh, the more I watch Boston, the less impressed I am with them. Um, so I've, I've since changed my pick. Not that I was ever going to pick Boston. Come on now. Uh, but I, I think it's the Warriors in six. I, I think, uh, I think they, they split at home. Actually, I think they split at home. I think it goes, I think it's two, two coming back to chase center. I think the Warriors, they, they wear down the, the Celtics just too long for the Celtics. The Celtics just don't have an answer for Steph at the end. He's still the best player in the series. So I think I'm going Warriors in six, though. I wouldn't be surprised if similar to Dallas that they win it earlier, but I, it feels like Boston's better. It's just, especially defensively. So I'll go in six. How about you? I will also go. War- I'll go Warriors in seven. Actually, Ooh. I'll make it. I'll, I'll I'll hedge. I'll hedge a little harder here. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is, I kind of don't think they're gonna close in Boston. I think Boston will find a way to win that game six. And the Warriors are gonna have to do it. Game seven in Chase. Get Joey oh, an extra an extra hundred eighty billion dollars. So they can re-sign Otto and whatever it may be, you know, or it's going to be a stressful Father's Day. I was going to say that's uh, stressful. That is a stressful yeah. game seven but, right there. But I might as well. I, I don't disagree with you. It's just like, is it for me? I'm thinking it's going to be five or it's going to be seven. And I and I don't. I'm not. It's a little I'm disrespectful. Not, I'm not arrogant enough to go five just yet. Well, just you know. Yet. You, you, you six, talk about six is honestly like what I do think it will be. Like Boston puts up a fight with the Warriors close it before they get to like emergency exit game yeah i i don't think it gets there though it wouldn't surprise me this this iteration of the warriors yeah i don't i don't think they can win it in five i think if you talk about 14 15 warriors really just 14 at 19 warriors they they win the series in five pretty easily i i think um but this is not that team <laughs> they they have some old guys and uh draymond now another thing i also want to bring up before we get to to some of the goons here is that uh, two days off between games. So that, that's good for Boston. They're exhausted. But it's also good for Draymond and Clay and Steph, who are older. And I think especially for Clay, who I think you saw wasn't good in, in that Dallas series yeah, until I mean, the last I, game. Everyone who's listened to this show has um, heard me rattle off the stats. But, like, there's no player on the Warriors roster whose numbers dip with less rest than Clay Thompson this year. And, it's, I mean, it makes sense. He's he's his entire lower body surgically re- repaired. Yeah. Uh, the more yep. the more time he gets off, the more rest he has, the more likely he is to shoot like the clay. We all know, you know, that sort of stuff. The less time between games, the more likely he is to you know be a little short on his jumpers and just you know stuff that I kind of think won't really even be a thing next year. It just is yep. what it is right now. Yep. Yep. Um, over under, Bill Simmons wanting to arrest Draymond Green before <laughs> game two. No, I actually, I actually think that the funny, the funny thing about uh, Simmons is he's low key been disrespecting the Warriors all season. I think he doesn't believe that the Warriors are good. So I think this series will be hilarious uh, when the Warriors win to see the reaction. Uh, one of the one of the funniest things he said was uh, that the Mavs lost because they just couldn't make shots. <laughs> I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is, must be reason why. Also, they shot like 38 percent from three, so it's not like they shot poorly. Um, so it should be an interesting series. Boston fans and and Warriors fans, are the, two of the two of the I wouldn't say best fan base, but like passionate fan bases, you would say, right? They're they're top five fan bases in terms of numbers and interest, and right. really interest interest when they're not good. The definition of a good fan base is are they there when the team's like mediocre and down? Like last year, the Warriors were objectively mediocre, and like you guys all listened to us, you knew how it sounded. The passion was there. The passion was real. Um, Celtics are somewhat similar. Like Celtics, uh, begrudgingly, I'll throw the Lakers in there too. Um, <laughs> who else went there? Just like teams who win or lose, their their fans show up. You know, yeah, Knicks. Unfortunately, Knicks. Yeah, yeah. Nick, Knicks literally were like walking around like they were world champions when Julius Randle got them. <laughs> I mean, I my guys. That's a hilarious fan base. That's it's just objectively hilarious fan base because it's consistently terrible basketball that they have to watch. They're, they're just they're just hoping for anything they're yeah. oh my god i actually 
are we going to get a Jordan Poole, the Knicks rumor this summer? That sounds very Knicksy to me. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Get Jordan Poole in there. He's going to be the next coming. Get Jordan Poole. We'll get Donovan Mitchell or back. You know, that type I, of thing. I, I can see. I, I think Jordan Poole would love that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> conversation for I'm just. I, I'm thinking more of like, you know, like the Knicks are – Right there with the Lakers is like Photoshop Hall of Fame. Ah, uh, got it. I got it. I, I was thinking like I, I was just thinking about how good of uh, I think Paul would love being in New York, being the number one guy on a thirty-two win I mean, team. I mean, but there's like twenty-five points a game. I was thinking about this. Not that this is the show to do it, but I was thinking about it today. <laughs> He's probably a top ten lead guard in the NBA today. Start running through him in your head, and you're like, you start realizing how many teams like. Yeah, he's better than their starting point guard. Like, like go through the go through the West. Clippers better than what they have, you know. Um, Sacramento, I take him over De'Aaron Fox. Um, Dallas, he's better than Jalen Brunson. Uh, OKC, well, okay, Shea is pretty nice. But um, mm-hmm, you, you mm-hmm. start going through the, you know, like um, Donovan Mitchell and Jamal Murray, he might be at their level right now, like that type of thing. Like you start going Minnesota, he's. How much would Minnesota have liked to have Jordan Poole? Over oh D-Lo? my God! I mean, they, they, they would. They would have rather had McLaughlin in there instead of D'Lo. Shit, that's how bad he is. But yeah, I, I'm with you. Big serious for Jordan Poole. Not not that. Uh, not that if he plays bad, it's a bad thing for him. He's so young. I don't think it matters necessarily. But I think if he plays well, it's a lot. Not that he's not going to make a lot of money, but that is a lot of money on his next contract. Right. Big, to say that big you stage. Efficient. Big yep. stage for a guy who whose game's made for the big stage. I'll tell you what, his mentality, like that, his, yeah, his yeah. mentality is definitely made yeah. for the big stage. It's really sometimes the only thing that matters. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's go. Let's get to a few goons. Sarb, what's up, man? Yo, yo, what's up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's going on? Uh, what mismatches do you think uh, we can exploit against Boston? I know they're uh, a pretty good defensive team, but who do you think we can attack? That's all. Thank you. I like that question. Andy, what do you think? Well, you know, the Warriors never really attack anyone. Um. So I think that's that's going to be – they mismatch Hunted Luka a, a little bit more than usual um, per the numbers, but I, I don't think they're going to attack anyone, especially this Boston de- uh, defense. I think they're just going to try to keep running and moving and, and tire people out. I, uh, to what I was saying earlier is a reason why Mavs are missing shots. They're exhausted. I think same thing for this Boston team. They pretty much didn't have to move on defense playing against a Miami offense that was so bad. I think Warriors' goal is to win this series because they're able to tire out the other the other defense. But that's that's just who they are. Uh, that's just what the Golden State offense is. Nobody ever nobody nobody can run an offense like this because nobody has Stephen Clay. Yeah, I was I was gonna agree with you. I I think running ties into getting Robert Williams off the floor. I think the Williams Horford combo can give the Warriors problems on paper. Like I mean, it did when they played in the regular season, but granted they only played for about a quarter until Steph got hurt. So I don't know how much you want to read into that, but like they, the Warriors are going to want to run Boston into keeping a guy like Robert Williams off the floor because Boston doesn't have any weak perimeter guys. They don't have a John Morant, you know, they don't have a, a Jokic or a Luka for them to pick on. Um, so they're not going to go that route. Let's get to Gio. Gio, what's up, dude? I think we need, like, 
April Steph from like that from last year, like be aggressive early on, like the no passive step, like no more like waiting for like the other guys to like play well. Like be like last year's step, aggressive off the bat, like let don't let the gun come to just get like get the ball, like be aggressive throughout the entire series. That's what I think. I kinda disagree. I kind of feel like Steph wearing them down, running off ball, will be very effective throughout the series, honestly. I, I just think Steph's in better shape than all of them, and I think um, they can all guard one-on-one, but they're going to start falling asleep and getting tired with him coming off. Like you, Jalen Brown can guard Steph one-on-one. Jalen Brown can also lose Steph and get exposed yes. instead of coming off a screen. I think that's a better way to expose them than one-on-one basketball because they can they can rest in one-on-one basketball. Yeah, yeah. That's just the, and again that's Steve Kerr's game plan. Every time you saw the Rockets, I was just watching highlights, quote unquote highlights of the Rockets uh, going over twenty-seven <laughs> in that series. And now you know beautiful, you're not beautiful you're day. Not, you're not ever going to rely on that, but there's a reason why they, they couldn't shoot anymore. They were exhausted by the time that series happened, which is funny. A 34-year-old Steph Curry is always going to be the most in-shape guy in a series, but that's always going to be the case, right? Um, for it's because he, he has too much help. He doesn't have to work as hard as, <laughs> as James Harden. Because <laughs> as we know, the only thing that matters is how many dribbles you take. So. <laughs> which right. is, by the way, what, uh, what the Boston Celtics are great at, too. Just constantly dribbling into nowhere. That's true. All right, we got our guy Aaron up here. Aaron, what's up, man? Yo, what's up? We in the finals, baby. Love it. Boston, we play in the East Coast. Boston Celtics. And guess what, guys? I really want to ask your opinion on this. Mm. So, here's the narrative, and here's the picture. The Warriors lose this series in six or seven games. Why did they lose this series? And what can they do? to prevent that because it's very realistic that this young team as tired as they may be on back-to-back game set, uh, seven game series, you got let you're, you're led by Horford. You're led by, believe it or not. I think Brad Stevens is even in that locker room talking X and O's. He just couldn't get them together to buy into his system. Right. So you got a whole entire culture that's built on a tough pedigree how can we prevent that from happening? The reason I, I, I suggest it going about this way is because just really quickly on a side I like, note. I, you know, I, I like where you're coming from. I see I see how you're going with it, but, but okay. go ahead and complete yourself, Aaron. No, no, it's actually unnecessary. Y'all wrote – you <laughs> understand what I'm saying, so we good. <laughs> yeah, no, but, that's uh, a th- – go, go Dub Nation. We got this. And I'm going to be I'm gonna be at game one in the finals, so if you're trying to put me on a stage for, for the playroom. Hell, yeah. I love it. I love it. it. Aaron, appreciate you calling in. Actually, I like the way he worded that because it's a, it's an interesting thought exercise. All right, the Warriors lose the series. Uh, Andy and I no show for a green room. <laughs> uh, why did they lose? Um, I'm gonna go. With, I have. I'm gonna go with the first obvious answer. Turnovers. Yeah. That's to me. To me, if they lose this series, it's because of their offense. It's not because of their defense. It's because they should be – honestly, I think Boston can play as good of defense as the Warriors. I don't think they can play offense as well as the Warriors. So if the Warriors end up losing it, it's because they played down to their competition and never got Steph loose, never got Jordan Poole loose, never got the offense going, and turned the ball over, and it's just like all the things we hate watching. Uh, that's the number one reason by far. I mean, that's probably the only answer. Um, uh, to me, I mean, it's, we've never seen this team lose if they're healthy. So Steph, right? It's, if Steph is healthy, I think they win this series. Like that's that's how it is. They wouldn't they wouldn't have lost to Toronto if it wasn't for injuries. Uh, same thing in 2016. So I think until I think we have friend of the show Marcus Thompson come on right before the postseason began, and he gave me a ton of shit for essentially not believing in in the core because every time they've been healthy, they've won. <laughs> I see the light. I see the light. And I think that's 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 what it is, right? It's the Warriors are going into this pretty healthy, I would say healthier uh than the Celtics. Uh, we'll see about if as good as way. you can about as good as you can ask health wise. Yeah. 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 Um, I think so. I like it. So like, yeah, I guess if the Warriors were to lose, I think I mean, 
we're saying the same thing, but I think I kind of agree with Andy. It, it comes back to Steph. It, you know, something something was off with Steph, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, and across a seven-game series, I, I Marcus Smart is awesome, but he's not he's not the best defender Steph's ever played. <laughs> I think he's a great team defender. I think he's a little overrated one-on-one in general. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean this team has, not, has, yeah. I, I also I also don't know how great defenders are Tatum and Brown are. We'll see. We'll see. All right, William. William, what's up, man? Yo, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Uh, so first off, I just want to say that the fact that Bielitsa made me look like a liar for A2 games and decided to clamp Luka is, you know what? It's funny that basketball happened that way. So you know what? Fine. Um, but I think the best way, I think the mismatch thing is a little bit more top, a little bit more simple yet more complicated than people are trying to say it. And the way that I think about it is the way that we attack Boston is we attack their decision makers on the Celtics with Smart and Tatum because the Heat pretty much showed that if we create an effective zone, they will make eventually give the Warriors enough opportunities for the Warriors to get out in transition, like how the Warriors went 18-2 and two to begin the year and we had a historic defense. A large part of that was because we were able to create so many turnovers and then run out in transition. And that's how we got like a third ranked offense at the beginning of the year before anyone got hurt. So I think the decision making, we have to make sure that we have an effective zone. And then if you said Otto is going to be helpful. I don't know how many minutes Equidal is going to play, unfortunately, because that man is on the verge of retirement. So it is what it is. So. I, I hope that Poole can take some notes from Struess this series and say that although he isn't the best defender, there are ways to make sure that you can hold your own in order to make sure to cause some problems with the decision-making with the Celtics. So overall, I think the Warriors will win in six because ultimately I think that's how basketball works. It's it's never easy. It's never easy. But oh, William. We, we lost you. We're you call back in. We'll let you, we'll let you get your second takeoff, but I'm, you know what I thought about? I, I as a, as a early birthday gift for Andy, even though Andy's birthday is like three months after the finals. Hey, there you, the finals. there you go. There yeah. go. Um, I need an Andre Godala out of nowhere. Bullshit hit three threes type of game for you. <laughs> that's like, that's anytime that happens. I think of Andy. You, you're, you're always like, it doesn't matter if, it, if if the game's on the line. I want a Godala. I want it. I, me and Max Kellerman, we've got some things in common. Uh, yeah, man, I, I, I think Andre's done um, after the season. We'll see if he can play in this series, but I'm with you. If he plays, I'm all in on him. Game two, Warriors just need just go up to go up 2-0, down three, hits a three with a minute left, you know, gets a game-winning strip steal on Jason Tatum. Can't you just see that? I, that's, that's, I feel like that movie's been played. The script is written. It's going to happen if Andre's on the floor. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, Boston is really athletic, but they're not explosive. Like, it, it's not like the um, John Morant, like, I don't know if Andre had no, no chance in front of him. Right. It's like, it's a lot of wings where, like, defensive technique is more valuable than, like, explosive athleticism. Like, are you strong enough and do you have, like, the hands and the positioning to guard Tatum and Brown. And Andre can do that basically assuming his neck and vertebrae's uh, cooperate with him. Like he could do, he could do that next year probably too, you know, like um, he's had a rough go of it injury wise. And, you know, th- they're saying he's targeting the beginning of the finals to come back. And I hope he does uh, because he's underrated, very important core of the entire yes. Warriors dynasty. And it would be cool to see him get, some minutes and play some role in this series. Um, and, and I just kind of feel bad. That he's been I am with you. I don't think they need him to win the series, but uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Be nice if we could play. I am like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, damn, they really need auto to stay healthy this series because I'm just thinking about how Boston's going to go. Boston's going to do what Memphis did, which is like dare Draymond a lot of the time. And we're going to see a lot of deny everyone the ball. And Draymond has the ball at the top of the key and, you know, we're going to get frustrated and that sort of stuff. Like, that's kind of the type of stuff they're going to try to do defensively. So just 
putting more offense around him is going to be important. And obviously Otto has been the perfect stretch big to throw in a rotation. Yeah, yeah actually sneaky key you just mentioned is Draymond um, scoring. Now, I, look, I'm I'm operating under the assumption, I've said it three times, that Robert Williams isn't going to play. I, I do think that Al Horford's really good too, but he's not. Robert Williams, just in terms of the length, athleticism at the rim and quickness. It's the the combo of the two of them that makes them so good, yeah. So that's a problem for Draymond because, like we always say, it's not that he has to score 15, 17 points, which he did last game. It's it's, Does he even look to even shoot? And that becomes difficult, like you said, with those two guys at the rim. And when he doesn't look to shoot, we saw that, right? I think Jaron Jackson's a better defender, I think, than anyone that Boston has. Uh, at the rim, just he's just he's that guy's elite, man. I love him. But uh, Boston has more defenders at every every position. So um, yeah, I mean, well, does Draymond just not look to score? Because if that if that's the case, I mean, we kind of we saw it in like 2019 Toronto. Like you turn the ball over left and right, and that Toronto defense was pretty elite too. So um, we'll see. Absolutely. All right, let's move forward. Get Nova up here. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um, yeah, I. Um... I'm pretty nervous about this series coming up. I think Boston is a very physical, good in transition team. Um, I don't know what you guys think. I think if we can limit Jalen Brown, I think we can we can win this series pretty uh, pretty handily. Do you, so do we think like Clay Thompson can take Jalen Brown? Because I think Jalen Brown, you know, Clay Thompson is going to do what he's going to do, but Jalen Brown coming down in transition, getting some open looks and all. Do you think we can? How do we stop him and limit him? Yeah. Thanks for taking that all. Nova, appreciate it. Jalen Brown had a hell of a series, by the way, against Miami. But I think a lot of that was because Miami put their best guy on Tatum, and it was a lot of Jalen Brown taking advantage of Max Struess or um, Tyler Hero early in the series or, you know, just kind of like Miami had to put guys who couldn't defend on the floor just to generate offense. Yep, yep. And and PJ Tucker was pretty much finished. I mean, we're talking about a Miami team that was like. Let's not forget Jimmy Butler was injured. PJ Tucker is injured. Kyle Lowry is playing a one hamstring. Like it, it, this wasn't a fully. And, and that's that's how the playoffs are. I, I'm just pointing out that uh, I, I think it, I don't think Miami was very good. <laughs> and and it took Boston <laughs> seven games to beat up and won by a point. Can we give okay. a shout out to Can we give a shout out to Eric Spolstra? Like I don't know. That was that was some uh, some coaching. He's just, a magician. Yeah, just just magic to to push the series as far as it went with like hunting matchups and trying to do anything because they, they were undermanned. They just were like combo of like talent on the roster plus injuries. Like they had less guys in Boston, but they pushed them to the very yeah. end there. Uh, and and that's with the Heat team that they didn't. It couldn't get into into their offense until it was 10 seconds left in the shot clock and all they would ever run because nothing else would work was just to pick and roll. And Jimmy Butler essentially vanished for a large portion of that fourth quarter. Not because he didn't, not because he wanted to, he was just that tired. He played the entire game. So look, man, I just, the more I watch Boston, this series, I just think they're way better on paper, hypothetically than what they actually are when you watch them play basketball. Um, yeah, they need, they needed Jimmy to do prime LeBron and he almost did. He almost he, did. Yeah, he, almost he did in did. game six. He did in game six, which was absurdly impressive. And he did for like a large portion of the game. But that's like that's that's kind of what their team devolved to in yeah. some ways. Yeah, it's good to tie. I mean, you you put LeBron in this series, they probably win this series, to be honest. And I just yeah. I can't believe I said that. Just God, tie. Yo yo. Um. This was this was this was honestly the best outcome, the one that I've been hoping for, uh, for narrative purposes. Uh, I think you know because uh, Steph got uh, Jokic, Ja, Luca, and now Tatum. It can be the put the kids to bed run. Like I think this can be like a legendary moment. Um, I actually really don't think people understand what's going on here. Uh, I think the Celtics might be cooked. Like there's a world where this goes five and it's like nasty the whole way. Uh, We've been down Otto and GP2, who are two, like, outside of Steph and Draymond, like, the two highest, like, plus-minus net rating guys, the ones who, like, the championship 16-game guys that, like, you need. And we're just about to add them in. I don't know. I just – and with apologies to to the honorable uh, Umar Johnson, Steve Kerr is going to coach circles 
around Ime Udoka, and I just think you, you think so. You think I so? Do. What do you think about Ime Udoka as a coach? I think Ime Udoka is a great coach. I really do. I think he's I think he's really good at the uh, at the motivation stuff. I think he's really. I think there's like he's re, he he does a lot to get the most out of what like his team is, and because of that, they don't really like they don't seem very adaptable to me. Like every time, like obviously every coach makes adjustments and, and there are certain like little strategic things that, you know, I'm too much of a dumbass to even pick up, but most of it seems like from a, from a stylistic sense, like, all right, we're going to, we're going to run through you kind of thing. Like if they're going to get the same fouls running through picks, they're going to get the same fouls running through picks. If, if Tatum's going to shoot four for 16, he's going to shoot the same shots the next game. He just might hit 12 of them kind of thing. And I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I'm I'm pretty excited for this series. I don't think they have the foot speed. I think Al Horford like and Grant Williams are great when you're trying to defend Giannis because he's like a big bruising guy, but not so much when you're trying to run through a million picks for Stephen Clay. Interesting. Um, yeah, I like that one. But yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, last thing I, I think uh, Robert Williams uh, should learn from it. I don't think there's any reason he should be playing on a hurt knee. Uh, I hope yeah. he plays because I don't want I don't want folks to 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 claim injury help and whatnot. But I don't know. I've seen how the Celtics do players. But yeah, Dubs and five. Love that. I, I love when Ty calls it. I, I like that one. Sam, what do you think about the plotting big men trying to guard the the Warriors speed guys? I think that's an interesting one. I think that's that's one theme to look out for in game one. I mean, especially when we go later in the series, game four, game five, it's going to be it's going to be a problem. But I like yeah, that I mean. Too. I mean, to me, it's it's more of like the Memphis thing. Memphis played two bigs against the Warriors and guarded them pretty well once John was off the floor. It's a <laughs> right. it's more it's more about like denying Steph and getting the ball into Draymond's hands. And I was watching these possessions where I'm just like, why? Why is this going on? I I, I guarantee saying. you, the first five minutes on Thursday night, that will happen. Yeah, I can. I bet you a lot of money that we're going to be sitting there six minutes into the game and, and three turnovers from Draymond. And we're just like, what are we doing here? And then they slowly figure it out. Cause that's, that's what the Warriors do. They figure yeah. they figure things out. The only time they don't figure it out is when their bodies don't let them. Right. So usually figure it out. couple calls. And we'll call it night. Donald. What's up, man? What up? How y'all doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, so it was a couple of teams at the beginning of the postseason that kind of circled would be like tough for us. Uh, to be honest, Memphis is one of them, and I was completely wrong about that. But uh, Boston was one. Um, I'm going to be real uh, optimistic here now. Like, remember halfway through the season when Steph couldn't make a layup? We were like, did he regress? Like, what's going on? And now, has he missed a layup all postseason? It doesn't. It doesn't feel like. Um, checking Clay's stats, man. He's basically putting up the exact same stats. Uh, this season in the postseason as he did in 14-15 and we're about to get GP2 and Iguodala back and with the way that the Celtics can't handle the ball anyway man it's gonna be a track beat Uh, I'm definitely closer to uh, to dubs and five over the Celtics than uh, uh, seven you know what I'm saying so appreciate you guys I like it I like it I mean I can see it I'm I just I can't open at five. I'm like Vegas. I gotta stick. I gotta start with the conservative line and then like bet myself down. Slowly yeah, get more confident. You think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's just ultimate hedge. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting. I think this is the best version of Steve Kerr as a coach. So I think uh, without a doubt, this has been yeah. Kerr's best season. Um, well, I year one, he, I would say. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Sorry. but yeah. In the playoffs, I think he's been phenomenal. Every series, they've come out on top. <laughs> they've come out with the advantage to begin yeah. and just kind of gone from there. Exactly. So, Make them adjust, right? Like by the time the other team is adjusting, Warriors are already up 2-0 and it's already hard to beat this team one time, right? And it's like, well, you're going to, now you're going to beat them four times in the next five, right? So by the time the adjustments happen, I thought Dallas made a few good ones, but it was too late. It was too little too late. And then you get a big clay game and you're done. You're finished. And that's, that's the Warriors, man. That's how they've always been. It's better now in terms of like, yeah. Calling in the closer. All right. Pastor John. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? You know, just hanging in there. What's up, my man? 
Right on. I, I got two. I got two main things, and I, I said them in the chat earlier. But um, I think Boston has shown in the last couple of series where they've gone seven games that they're really susceptible to giving up offensive rebounds. It seems like all the runs that teams were making on them, they couldn't grab a board to stop a run to save their lives, and they always let these teams in the games that they played bad, you know, eat them on the glass. And then they had other games where they're just like you know, supernova hot from outside. And you just don't know what you're going to get from Boston there. And I also think they kind of overhelp similar to the Warriors do. And I think that's something that the Warriors themselves with all their motion is, is going to exploit on them. And I think we're going to see a lot of stuff going to the hole, getting Williams into foul trouble, and then them really relying on Horford to be that anchor in the middle, which we're just going to expose. Um, and the l- last thing I kind of wanted to bring up was that uh, Mark Spears tweeted an ESPN stat and info thing that teams that have played back-to-back game sevens going into the finals are one in five in their finals run. And the only team that won was the um, 87-88 Lakers who played the Pistons, and the Pistons absolutely shit their pants. They just – it was proto-bad boys, and they had a chance to win in game six. They had taken a game already from the Lakers, and they just completely collapsed on themselves, lost a one-point game, and couldn't win it. That's a that's the game that uh, Isaiah Thomas got the high ankle sprain, right? Bingo, bingo. Yeah. And so they could have won it, right? And so it would be zero and six. They think they think they would have won it if uh, if they didn't. Well, they only lost by one. There. Yeah. <laughs> like they could have won it, right? Like they had the game in hand until he got hurt. And so, like I said, shit the can. They couldn't. He got hurt. They couldn't pull it out, and then they couldn't win in LA. And so, yeah, you're talking maybe even 0-6. You play back-to-back Game 7s. That's not what Boston just did. They just played back-to-back Game 7s going into the finals. I think we're going to wear them down. I, I'm with everyone else. I'm arrogant. I think we're winning in five. I wouldn't even be surprised if we won it in four on their court. Such as those step rolls. <laughs> wow. That's how we go out. That's that is how we end it. McWalters, appreciate you as always. Appreciate everyone else here. We'll be back. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.